<laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it's been like maybe two weeks or something like that, maybe three, but we've got the three of us back together. Tony's back from pre-season, kicked the season off with, uh, a, a, I was going to say a decent result, I don't know, but it kind of slipped through. Right. Not the worst, Quinny, not the worst. It was a good show, and I thought, you know, it was the first Dundee United game I got to go to, and uh, it was good seeing you. Uh, actually, I'm uh, pitching that again. It was good, cra- good crack for the warm up and whatever. And uh, I thought you played really well, buddy. If you don't mind me saying so, you know. I, I know. I think the Astro kills it. For anything I tried to do was just a bit laboured, but we nearly win. We got a red card, but we still nearly win, which is unfortunate that we don't. But do you know what? Point away to, a point away to Kelly at Rugby Park isn't the worst, is it? No, not at all. And uh, I lost a little bit of footage from it, but see when, see when you get subbed off, like for anyone who didn't catch this, when Tony gets subbed off because it was like ten, it was like down to 10 men and all the rest of it, like you were deliberately like mm-hmm. slow motion jogging, if you know what I mean. And it was all pretty funny, but I never got most of it on camera enough. And when I was editing it, I was like, oh, bugger, I missed that because that was, uh, it was, it was, it was a good time. I don't know, wasn't happy. <laughs> Are you sure that went at Tony at full pace after pre-season? Now he's still <laughs> not quite up to. <laughs> that was me full pelt. Yeah. <laughs> Slow I'm motion jogging. Like... move. Oh, it's been a minute though. Yeah, it's it's good, good to have you back, Tony. We've got the gang. We've got the band back together for the first time. Good to have, how good how to long has it been, Tony? Six or seven weeks, maybe. It's been a while, right, since we last had you on, Tony. It feels long. feels like a while. How was pre-season training? Hard, honestly. Mentally and physically, just it's tough. So I had to just take myself right out of the equation and go, any downtime I need for myself, any... I just need to really give it it. And to be fair, it's, it's been all right. That's a good time and we're back now with Europe on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, right around the corner. How how does that feel to be preparing for that? Um, this must be a pretty, pretty, a pretty good buzz around the club at the minute, around the fixtures the next good couple of weeks. Good because when I signed, that was the only... The aim was to get top six. And then when we got top six, it was right, let's get us into Europe. And the fact that we achieved that when it was probably 50-50 was really good. Just gave us an extra wee lift. Definitely. And they've made some really good signings and some good move, movements in the uh, transfer market as well. There's all, They're yeah, always in the news good. at the moment. Like There must be a... Some good players. Some really good players, especially for this league. Boys that have done well in the league in the past. We've we've made some moves and your boy your boy produced the goods at the weekend. Yep, yep. I was actually at um I was at a Crystal Palace game, was watching them in their their last pre season friendly against um against Montpellier and I went in at half time yeah. and I got the ping. I was like, He scored. I come out of nowhere. Mm. I was like my signal there was horrendous, so I wasn't really getting any. I couldn't really keep up with what's going on in the games, and yeah, when that came through, I was just like buzzing because the uniques in there, obviously, in the closed season, we were wondering whether or not he was going to re-sign or if he was going to be sent out on loan somewhere else. You do worry, and obviously, as the unique holder, I was like, ah, oh. I just, I was absolutely buzzing to see that he went back. The pool we have, that's he's, it. He's a brilliant player. Like, I can't believe how much you've seen them. How cheap! I can't believe how cheap he went for. To be honest, for an international as well. We were also, honestly, we were all surprised we signed him. Just in terms of, he's a very, very good player. Stash. He's a, for me, can play whatever level he wants, and that's not mm. not a lie. He can go and play whatever level he wants. 
Now it's obviously up to him to do that. I get that, but I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, he's I found surprising watching his is he was a lot deeper than I thought he'd play. You know, I thought he would be a much higher up, closer to Fletcher, but he was much closer to the back. And no, he loves know, getting on out. and dictating it, which is a, a really good thing for us. Because then you can get other boys near Fletch, but his quality just means that he can get the ball and pull strings. The yeah. old magi- the old Pinocchio just pulling strings <laughs> from behind. That's what he does, and it sounds cliche, but he's brilliant at it. He's he's a talented boy. He's buying his uh, unique card isn't after Tolstish. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm looking to hold on to it. I was looking because obviously I've got the two now. I'm I'm in the market to look for like that third one that then gives me that opens up the opportunity to go into D1 occasionally. So I've been sort of right. looking at it on so rare data to see like what what kind of scores would I actually need to get near because obviously there's not a lot of competition in those divisions but you still have to hit half decent scores. But I think with U23 if you get the right card at the right time you might be able to pick yeah. up that. And I think I was lucky with the two that I've got I think I paid just under two ETH for Levitt's unique, which is unreal when you look at the prices of things now. Really good. And uh, Lee Hambom, I think I paid about three, four, which at the time was, um, you know, ETH was a bit higher. So in, in fiat terms, it was quite a bit more. But that one's come pretty good as well. He seems to have nailed on starting place in Saul's starting lineup. So now I'm just like, I think, I think ideally I want like a forward, probably a unique forward, maybe America because um, I've got Asia, I've got the Challenger. So I think U23 unique in like a good one in champ is going to be well out of reach. But there's always that off chance that you pick up a decent young American maybe who hasn't quite broke into the team, someone that maybe yeah. like gets into the side next year so that I can look at... that. Then the only problem I do have is I've got one U23 goalkeeper uh, super at the moment, um, which is Gaten Cook. But he ages out at the end of this season. So if I don't get someone in now that I can use, then I'm going to have to go in the market for a U23 super goalkeeper, which we all know is... What about like a Lennart Moser or somebody? Because he's injured at the moment. But when he comes back for me, he's a guaranteed starter. Yeah, there's that's a good shout. I think obviously I've got Etienne Green still. I'm, I'm not letting go of him. There's always the chance that St Etienne get promoted again and then he'll become useful next season. But if he doesn't, I am going to be in the market. I've got a couple of like speculative ones that I've picked up, but I don't expect them to to do much like within the couple of years they've got left of there. The only other one is the um, the Saul backup goalkeeper who has played a couple of games this season, but he's injured. I don't really know how long to expect him to be out for. But in the two games he played for Saul, he actually did quite well. Um, and their number one goalkeeper, uh, Yang Hanbin, is not the most solid of like goalkeeper options. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he come back fit and become the number one next season. So there, yeah. there is, there is still that outside opportunity, but yeah, definitely in the market for, for another unique, but I, I've, I'm being quite strict with what I pay. I've been in a couple of bidding wars. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to like not go above four. If I can get someone for under four ETH at, at auction because once people try and sell them on the secondary the prices go crazy for uniques like the the listing price at least so uh yeah i've been keeping an eye out i haven't got lucky just yet but i've definitely been in the bidding for a couple of players um we'll get there 
we'll get there eventually. Hopefully I'll get one this season, maybe coming close to the end of the MLS season when people are trying to like flip out their America cards or something. But yeah, like how are you guys getting on with uh, obviously this big game week? Lots of leagues opening up, lots obviously opened last weekend, but I'm, my head is going to explode. I, I don't know yeah, I'm what to do. I'm in trouble, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I want, to be honest. I can't. I can't explain to you. I'm buying somebody. Selling two players, buying one, and then thinking, oh, shit, I need a goalkeeper. And then <laughs> selling two to buy a goalkeeper. And then I'm thinking, I've not even got a full team here. And I, to be honest, I've got six teams out. Have I got six teams out? Yeah, why is, he, why is that not confirmed? If Ghent no get a game this weekend? Is there no Belgian league this weekend? Yeah, it should be, eh? Oh, sorry, it was just a glitch. We've got six teams out. Challenger. I've went Challenger Rare. Uh, Challenger Pro. Nice. For the sheer fact I bought La Magic and Tissoudali. He's mm. out for the season now. Oh, you're joking. The season, I yeah. didn't actually catch... I watched that. I saw him go off and he walked off, so I didn't think it was... Did you see the... Did you see the movement for the knee when he fell? Nah, I didn't. Didn't see the it's actual challenge. Oh, he's, that's horrendous. Like so I've got a La Magic. He never started the weekend, but he scored the weekend before. I I just picked up his super rare, but I regretted it last Saturday when the team got announced. But now I think there's a wee bit more game time for him. Mm. Uh, and I got a Ryan Edwards. I done a deal with for Ryan Edwards. And then I've just threw a couple of Benfica players in there. I've actually not put Rafa in my team, which is stupid, but... Uh, what about you, Quinny? I know you've been you've been buzzing about these last couple of game weeks for months now, haven't you? Been building up yeah. to it. We saw, your, we saw your press conference. The big press conference. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good laugh, wasn't it? Nah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's, something I, I, that's something I wanted to do since I got this space is like... Uh, for game weeks just have a bit of banter with it all and that so I'm hoping I can maybe put, uh, kick that on this week but it was good crack but I had um, yeah j- just like you're saying there but I've been looking forward to these game weeks for ages and right to uh, the middle of last week Charlie Mulgrew's unique came up and it was on at like 3am or something like that and I did just what you said I was in the market I had a number in my head and it was at half three is when it finished and I got up at like 10 to 3 kind of scanned the bids and whatever and I was like okay this is my budget and I was like can't remember exactly what it was but it was just over 0.5 Ethereum at the time and anyway the bids went such it, it took me out and I'm always I'm really bad for just saying fuck it and doing another bid <laughs> just been, yeah. especially mm-hmm. something that I'm really after but I kind of stuck to my guns and I was like no nah, I'm not going to and then the next morning the guy that won the auction um, just sent me a trade offer for a rare Werner against it which I thought was smashing now how much was that? At the time, I think it was going for about 0.8. So the guy won. Can I hang on like numbers, if you like? But I was like, I can get Mulgrew in and uh, I don't need to part with any ETH. Well, Werner's not a big part of my plans anyway, but the kind of pain in the backside for it all is, is there's a lot of noise about Werner maybe getting a move now. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure get a move. That could be swish. So um, we'll see how it pans out. But I, I, it was really good to see, like, um, obviously Dundee United in action at the weekend with Tony obviously Levitt you're unique and obviously um, I've picked up that Mulgrew and how did Mulgrew go on scoring wise that weekend mate that I'm unique actually... was hovering around 100 points until that goal went in oh, oh. I, yeah it was like banging doing really well the clean sheet bonus just wiped a, a fair amount of points off him because uh, he played some good balls and stuff like that um, 
And uh, yeah, he did okay. He, did, I was on the, he was on the ball a lot, but yeah, the, the clean sheet loss at the end absolutely wiped him out. I think he could maybe get a, I don't know if he did get booked, in fact, but maybe lost a duel. He's maybe on for a double double and lost something as well at one point. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was hovering around 100 points for a little bit. I was buzzing. And then Harks get sent off, obviously. That totally kicked me in the, <laughs> the gillies. Uh, maybe I recommended him to you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been me that recommended buying Harks it. It'll be nice and fresh after the suspension, you know, when they have fresh legs, it'll be, be... Exactly. Give him a wee break. You'll be eager to get back at Um But I'm actually, with the, the prize pools and everything, with this, the changes we've had on Sorare over the last couple of weeks, like I was actually just listening to Josh Forth, he did his first stream earlier today, and mm. I was looking again at the... And, and I know not everyone competes in these divisions, of course, right, but... And super rare challenger and America and Asia, the three kind of, let's say, unfancied regions. If you win it, you also get a star rare as well as like a good oh, super rare. Yeah. See that now? What? I didn't even clock that. So I'm looking at like, with obviously like the, some of the cards we've just spoke about, some of the Celtic ones that I also run about with, like a, t- a good tier one super, if you win it, it could be somebody like a Maeda, it could be a Starfell, or, you know, there's a lot of decent guys it could be. And then the star rare itself, that you'd get alongside that could be like Jota or Carter Vickers no. or Joe Hart. That's and massive. then you're getting a, just, just under half an ETH for your trouble as well. So oh, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, I'm reassessing what I'm kind of prioritizing maybe this week because I bought a lot of those cards to go all-star, all-star because that's what I always do. Mm-hmm. But for this game week, I'm thinking maybe I'd just try and throw all my guns at that and just cross my fingers see, and toes it comes off. I'm throwing my guns at under 23 because... I just think it's the easiest to win a prize. It can be, yeah. If you've I think if you've got the right score, cards. Yeah. Like in terms of it's kind of, yeah, the low point, the, the points you need is lower, but you, you kind of need, you just need to have five players that are going to start and going to score well, basically, don't you? And I think that you I think do I've need... Got five. Yeah, I think if you've got five, this is what I was having a conversation with my mate about, because we, we were trying, he, he's got a Veerm and Rare, and I've got the Super, Obviously, Veerman played in the week against Monaco. Um, they all looked a bit tired towards the end of the game, but they got a good result there. They got to play the second leg next week, and they got Emmen first game in the season. And from sort of scouring the, the internet, is a problem. Yeah, it looks like a lot of the sort of fans are expecting them to put out a second string against Emmen to but save I've got the legs. That problem with Yari. Yeah, Sharon. They've got Sarang at the weekend. Yeah, who's a lowly team. But will he play Thursday and be rested? True, you yeah. you expecting a goal or an assist against Sarang, no? You'd hope so. That's, this is it. These are the problems. But So I was looking Sitting at... with play, lads. This is it. I was looking at leaving. So I think at the moment, as things stands, I'm probably not going to use Veerman in my U23 Pro, which is like the main team that I try to put out, I think. But I didn't even clock. Obviously, U23 doesn't have that star rare added into the prize pool. But I do have a pretty strong challenger option in the in the super rare, so maybe I look at that because I was looking at the specialist um, and the underdog because the underdog's got a star rare with it as well. But obviously you're going to be playing against more people because you don't need a goalkeeper to enter the underdog super rare, um, so you can play that without a goalkeeper. So anyone who's got four kind of ragtag supers can enter that and be, and compete. Um, I'll probably throw something in there because I'm sure I'll have... Where I've been playing U23 all through the summer, I've won quite a lot of like tier two, tier three supers that aren't much use in those sort of pro divisions, but they're all right for these tournaments. 
just to chuck something in, but I won't expect much. But yeah, looking at that now, what you've just said, Quinny, Challenger Europe, um, having that star in there. I mean, and even that in the top, it, doesn't it? it really does make it look good, doesn't it? I might have to have a serious well, look at that. Because what I started then having a look at, and I recommend people do this with any price pools that they're targeting, right? But I, so I'm when I look at that, I think maybe my team could finish top ten in all star, and then I'm kind of looking, you know, what's kind of top ten kind of paying out, and then I think equally in the region, I might be a wee bit better, so maybe I can get top five. But then when I then went over and looked at like underdog and specialist, see like the quality of tier ones is much better in challenger than it is in all star or underdog or specialist or whatever. Yeah, especially for. This is from Superbears I'm talking about. So I'm saying, look, whatever division you're, you're in, obviously have a wee hunt about and try and compare it because um, we all want to win the best stuff, you know. So you need to know where the best stuff is sometimes because it does change week to week depending on the rotation of the pools, you know. So yeah, what's you're not that? Wrong. Oh, it's super real you're talking. Super real. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the star pool in that um, in the, the, the uh, super uh, challenger, those star, that whole pool is like, it's a lot of it's a lot of the big guns, like you said. Yeah, you've got a lot of quality there, right at the top. Vandervoort, Carter Vickers, Heddle, Joe Hart, Vanneken, like Sesco, Unastall. You take Inder? any single one of them. Take any I think of them. Taken by Inder as a goalkeeper as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have a serious look at that. I need. That's just giving me a new headache, but a good one, I suppose, because I was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at the underdog, but now I'm thinking, oh, I've probably got a decent challenge. I depends on what else you've got. The underdog has a unique, and a, it's got two cards on the top as well. You know, so yeah. depending on what you've got, if you fancy your maybe it is underdogish cards and they've not got a chance in challenger. Mm. But, um, but that's definitely something I wasn't expecting to deal with this game week either. Now I'm like, oh, I'm looking at. I just remember yeah, specialist has got. Somebody. Specialist has got the unique and Underdog's got the star rare. Oh, is that what it is? Sorry. Lads, what about Balotelli? Balotelli? I've got one. I've got a limited. Um, I'm concerned. I've not been keeping up to date with him. I don't know where he is, (laughs) what he's up to. But I've got a limited from last year. He was at Demispor last season and he had had a few good games. He scored five in one game, didn't he? Yeah, one was at the end of the season, yeah. He plays most Actually games, not. if I remember rightly. I watched them a couple of times because I had a, I had a limited, um, and obviously have Murric in goal, so I did keep an eye on them occasionally. And um, yeah, he seemed to be playing most of the time I saw them. So unless they've signed yeah, someone else, cause I, against... yeah. So because they lost that Yunus Action, who I expect to, he's gone back to Galatasaray. He was at, I think he was at Galatasaray, but I'm pretty sure his loan ended but he's become like a starter for the national team so I'd expect him to start playing for his parent club this season but I haven't seen any major ins and outs in the Turkish league I haven't followed it as much as as some of the other things you know when you go to look at some of your players and you notice that they're playing for another team and you completely missed it (laughs) I was was sorting my team down I'm like what club is that I'm looking at it and I'm like I can't even work out who he plays for now but there was a couple of them in my a couple of like little, 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 um, it, it's lovely when you see that on a red cross, like a player that had the red cross and then suddenly they've got a fixture. You're like, hang about, Ooh, where's, where's he moved to? Mm-hmm. That's always nice. But, um, yeah, I've definitely still got a few red crosses. I need that to happen too, but not too, not feeling too hopeful about any last minute, um, what do you call it? Transfers now on the players I've got. I think 
I was looking at Elias Cobalt. He was at Palmer. He was being linked to Feyenoord, and I was like, please, please let that one go through because I've got a super rare of his that's been like completely oh, useless for the last season and a half. But um, then they've they've made a couple of signings since. I don't think that one's going to happen. You never know. There's still like a lot of transfers floating about. Um, yeah, any transfers either of you two are looking from now to the end of the season? Yeah, surely. I shouldn't. I need Juba. That big idiot better get a club soon, and he's getting a boot up the arse. <laughs> yeah, that's he true. Was, <coughs> I you, he was like cut off, wasn't he? What is yeah, that? he was like cut off, like when all the Russia Ukraine stuff happened, yeah. wasn't it? That yeah, pretty much. I've I picked up that Xander Clark when all of those f- rumors are floating out about him going to Stoke, and nothing's happened with him. I don't know what's going on there. I he went to MIA. I don't know what's happened. There's like no I think news. He's going to as a backup. Yeah, I don't know what to expect of him, but I think that that knee-jerk reaction signing that I made that day is going to cost me. Don't think another one that cost me actually was the news of Maduka Okoye being uh being like they made it public oh, that he was no. going to be the number two. His price went from oh, three ETH down to like one. I seen that the other day. How much gutting. did you pay for him, Stash? I was lucky because I got on him a bit early, so I paid one point five. So I'm not I'm not heavy down oh, on him, but. Why he went there as number two if he was playing every week? Uh, yeah, I I was surprised, and he had a pretty good preseason from what I saw as well. Like the games he played, done really well. A lot of the like Watford blogs and Twitter accounts were like really talking him up as like looks a good, looks to be number one. Was pretty feeling pretty confident about that, but um, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm desperate for that ETH back. So I might just sit on it because he's still got a few years of U23 as well. So if he does get in through the season, like by all accounts, yeah. it's pretty close. He could get in if he has a. You know, they probably use him in the cup. So hopefully he can prove himself in that. And you know, if then yeah. if an injury gets picked up or anything like that, you never know. COVID, we've still got floating about. So he might get a couple of games. Hopefully, he can stake a place. But yeah. I think uh, that was a bit disappointing. Uh, Tony, you're always in the market for players. You, you mentioned you've, you're you looking for a U23 forward. He's always in the market. U23 forwards. The timing's bad because I signed the big boy for Altmar, who we play tomorrow, Pavlidis, but I've put in a few bids for him in the last couple of months. And last night, I was going to spend the money on either David Neres and just sack under 23 or get Ramos. Try and build a four out of five Benfica stack, and then I get a good deal on Pavlidis. So hopefully he plays at the weekend. I'll use him, and then I won't use him against us. And then from then on, Opie kicks on. I hope he has a stinker tomorrow. <laughs> nice to run by him. He's yep. getting booted. And <laughs> that's that. He's a uh, no. It's a. I've also got Ueda, but I jumped the gun on that. Circa Bruja just to. Up and down. <sighs> I like I like Ueda. I think um, he, he could come good in Belgium, but Circle Bruges are mince. I've had a few strikers I, of that team. I had an Ugbo and I had somebody else. And like your strikers can score goals at Circle Bruges, but they're not going to get great AA typically. And yeah. it's just that. But I think Ueda's a player. Like I think, I think he could good. come through, to be honest. And they, they beat Anderlecht at the weekend. And he started two games, but he said 235s. I mean, that's no use to anybody. Nah. Oh, yeah, yes. this, it's painful, isn't it, when your forwards do that? Want to hear a bit of pain? 
Go on, close. Go for it. I sold small love the other week. Before he popped. Sold him for three point three four five. I know he's not much above. I've missed out on a ninety seven and a ninety two. Yeah. Oof. He's having a bit of a time out there at the moment, isn't he? I knew he it's was been... going to, but I just can't resist a profit. I'm hungry for profit. Lads, I can't resist a profit. I'm addicted to paying profit, regardless if the fee it's down or whatever. See, as long as I see a profit, it gives me joy. Aye, it's not bad. Up then. You're doing all right. <laughs> and my yeah. gallery's doubled or something since, which is fair, but I just need... My teams are a lot stronger as well, but small of would have been beautiful because I had a decent enough challenger team during the week and my striker never played came off the bench and got 20, so Smolov would have added 77 points to that. Mm. 77. Yeah. It's I entered a, um, a really like punty U23 D2 this week because I had the Uniques playing and I didn't have a goalkeeper, but I had a look and I think there was only, there was only one goalkeeper playing in this midweek, um, Nicholas Hedel at um, is it, uh, Rapid Vienna. Every, He's right. the only U23 goalkeeper that's likely to play this midweek. So I thought oh, I'll stick a four, a four-player U23 in and stuck the the sole goalkeeper in who I knew wasn't going to play. But um, I got like Seo Young Woo hit like a 92, and then Veerman hit a 92. Um, but then Jesus Ferreira started on the bench last night. I was gutted. Why he's flying? I know I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I woke He's, up in the middle like of the night. Asia and America do that a lot. I don't get it. I, I mean, the only sense I can make of it, right? And I don't know how soon this is. Quinny, you might know better than me, but there's a lot of hype surrounding a All Star match coming up, where they're going to play like the League oh, MX All Stars. Is it see that? Like that? <laughs> that happened in Asia as well. What? Yeah. Away you go. Makes it's me ridiculous. Feel sick. Ridiculous. <laughs> play your best players. Yeah, I'm hearing Asian teams playing their players against Tottenham for 45 minutes in a friendly and maybe not playing them at the weekend. Play yeah. them in the league, that's where your bread and butter is. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I, I keep seeing... So oh. I turned my phone on last night, I woke up in the middle of the night, I thought, oh, let's see if Ferreira's banged a goal in for me. And I looked at the scores and I'm like, he's a sub. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? How? And then I turned... So I turned the phone on, I put like Bet365 and got the stream up. And uh, he came on at half time, and he managed to he managed to get a, an all around of eight. Had a couple of shots on. He took a couple of corners that like resulted in shots on target. So you know like, you get the attempted assist. So he done okay, but yeah, I was having a little look. I don't think I'm going to win that division, but top six gets a card, and I'm still hopeful that it's all on it's all on your man Levitt tomorrow night. He's got he's still in there. He's, he's he keeps me in with a chance if he's playing tomorrow. And he bags a nice all-around score and hopefully a little decisive, a little cheeky decisive, then I might finish in that top six and bag a card, hopefully. But yeah, it, there's been a few little midweeks like that of late, hasn't there, where there's not been many fixtures. And I saw like, I think Pires won the U23 division a couple of weeks ago with a score of about <laughs> 150 points or something ridiculous. Madness, like man. Yeah. I know, it wasn't that, but I know the jealousy is ripping out me. That's a mad thing. I think someone I, finished third in that division with like 50 points as well. Like someone won a card with like something mad. And I thought I mean, you just start a rare card in that under 23 D2 that week, he might have won something. 
I was sitting before the game at the weekend at 12 o'clock and I could just see Tani with a clean sheet and obviously Sugioka ends up with a clean sheet. 10 minutes to go, concede. And I'm gutted because my team's my team's been okay but still I'm at maybe 110 points. Boncho uh, scored. So I'm at like 250 with Yari to play for Sharon. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, get 60 points and it'll get me right up there. I think I, I ended up how many points did I get? So, I was on 2-5-5 with Yari to play. You got a 33. <laughs> 33. <laughs> what chance you got? What? That's cutting. I hate that. 33. I was Speaking of Bon Chol, he, he was a good pick-up, wasn't he? He's been great. I've, I've got him as well. He's flying he started the on the bench bit. as well this week, though, didn't he? He started yeah, the last game. Yeah, I never bench. played him, thankfully. I played Sinjin Ho instead, but I had a few options. I only had one team. I think he'll play this weekend, which is safe. It's a yeah, safe they got bet. an easier fixture as well. Have they? So, Jinky should be in the under 23 team. I've put him in my under 23 D2, but you know, another good thing about him is their fixture opens up. So, we'll see before the uh, game week starts if he's starting or not. So, you when can take him out. I think it's Friday morning, midday, or something like that. So, like. Or, or, or 11 o'clock kickoff, so you'll know, we'll know as the game week's opening if he's going to start or not, so be ready to oh, do a bit of a shuffle if, if you put him in. Who have they put, put in at home? Um, they are at home against um, Gimchen, who are like bottom. So I'm looking at SoRed data, they've there got him go. down as a, say they've got it down as a, a, a fairly uh, even match in terms of the betting odds, but his expected score for a midfielder against that opposition is 64 so it's a really good favorable fixture for a midfielder and you know like he's on set pieces he's on set pieces he's on corners i've i've got him as my captain if he's gonna start yeah as well yeah yeah i think i don't know who i'm gonna put as my skipper to be honest yeah obviously going back to ferreira though like when i was watching yesterday i thought dallas were pretty poor going forward and I haven't watched much of them this season, but they didn't have much. They didn't have much to offer going forward until, you know, those final third passes were just very lacking there. I don't know if you've watched much of them this season, Quinny. I know you you get your head around quite a bit of MLS, don't you? Yeah, I've not actually seen much of Dallas this year. But when you were saying that, I was just thinking uh, that the the weekend was a real. It was it was a really weird weekend that I first went back there because as much as there was a lot of teams playing and stuff like that, like we're talking about Perez taking advantage of a midweek situation, the weekend there didn't really outside of Zenit have any like dominant scores, you know, where mm. it was like a, a couple of teams all kicked off in a big way. It was only really Zenit, and then there was odds and ends of some players here and there or whatever. Um, and you know, I, again, I'm, I'm so I'm so trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> all these prize pools um, yeah. for, for the coming week because like, the goalkeepers coming in and out of like, under 23, like, I think that's a big part of how low the scores have been in that division. And yeah, yeah. so uh, I've not yeah. I've not seen too much of Dallas in particular. Sorry to <laughs> come back to the actual thing. But I, I do feel that a lot of the scores in general, like, I think we're expecting some teams to go and welly out a bunch of high-scoring matches that didn't really happen. So it feels like maybe there's just a wee... I don't know, it was a wee letdown over the weekend in general. Yeah, be interesting to see. I think, obviously, the big one in U23 this season is going to be Salzburg for me. And they had an awful game last weekend. So when that happens, you know, it lets in 
other clubs and and like random players who maybe you know a lot of the big classic massive um massive card holders have probably got a decent little Salzburg stack just that they can just enter um I was looking at like YNWA the other day because I saw his like name on one of the league tables and I thought oh I wonder like how he's getting on and um I noticed he ha- he hasn't won many rewards the last few weeks and I think I put that down to a lot of his uh, cards are probably like Champ Euro, which hasn't really kicked off yeah. properly just yet. But when Champ Euro kicks off, he's he's one of those card holders that you just see in the sort of like in the cards, winning twelve cards a week, winning the all the all the top divisions because mm-hmm. he's got all of those like premium U twenty three players who also play in Champ. Um, whereas he's maybe not as not as heavy on the sort of challengers and the the Austrian leagues and all of that that a lot of us pick up for a bit of value and. I think like we've benefited from that a lot of a lot of players that don't maybe play champ as heavy because I put myself in that category of someone who has some good champ cards but I can't really compete in that division. I can enter a team but I very rarely win a card in that division um, because of players like YNWA who can field a Liverpool stack or a Bayern stack or a Real Madrid stack, and I think. Those are the kind of players who probably do have that Salzburg stack for U23. And because Salzburg haven't really hit the ground quite as heavy as we expected. But they've got they've got a fixture against Hartberg this weekend. And I'd expect them to turn them over after last week. So it'll be interesting to see what effect that has on the, the tables, especially in U23. But possibly in Challenger as well. Especially now you just mentioned that on the podcast, Quinny. On the, uh, on the old yeah. Supers. <laughs> well, I, I I made a wee list of I was because when I was looking at this price pool stuff before we all came on this call, I ran through all the fixtures and just at a glance, I just tried to find all the kind of top heavy fixtures for this game week. So Salzburg, as you say, at Hartberg's a really good fixture. CSK Moscow, are pretty much the only decent big Russian team that are at home. PSV, I've got a good fixture, of course, with Emin. You could say Ajax, I've got a good fixture as well, but it's um, you know, it's yes, yeah, Ajax really. Andalite, Zagreb and Benfica all have decent fixtures, but they've all got big question marks over the squad. And then PSG, away to Clermont, opening game of the season. If you yeah. actually look in the German league, like it's tough. It's the whole German division is tough fixtures in the opening week, you know. Uh, Bayern have Frankfurt, Leverkusen have Dortmund, Leipzig have Sunday Hard, you know, it's uh, Wolfsburg and Bremen play each other. There's lots of tight games there. So um a lot of those teams that I've got here, like CSK Moscow, I don't know if they've got much in U23 outside of like some of the cult heroes, you know. But Aviv like, only, I think. Yeah. Daviv, then, yeah. I think they've got one midfielder as well, but he might have he might have aged out thinking about it now. Yeah, check that out. Salzburg, PSV, Ajax, Anderlecht, Zagreb, Benfica are all under U23s, not- you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I've got... um. I've got a couple of Ajax players. I think like I've been sort of following them pre-season because of watching to see which players come back from injury and who's playing in the friendlies. So I've got Anthony. Um, I've got him in my U23 pro as my captain at the moment. He played in the week on the weekend in the Super Cup final and he scored, came off, but not, not injured. They just subbed him out. Um, but he looked pretty sharp. The main thing for me with Ajax this season is the midfield. They've got so many good midfielders this season. I know like Quinny, you've mentioned Kudus on your platforms and on the podcast before, and he looks a player. 
his preseason has been yeah. impeccable. Um, I hold Kenny Taylor, who's had a pretty good preseason as well. But I figure that with player like Taylor, you've got to look at Klaassen and probably Kudus as well, actually, and and Berghaus as well. It's like you've got a lot of players to try and keep happy in that squad at the moment. And, you know, with Brobby there now and all these other players kind of coming back into fitness, it's going to be really interesting to see how they line up the first couple of games of the season. And I think a lot of people are going to be trying to figure out what their starting lineup is. But yeah, it's they're going to be an interesting watch this weekend, I think, just to see what happens there. I don't know if any of you have hold any IX cards or are keeping an eye on the situation there. I'm just trying no. to watch for when they might look weak and maybe I've got a good... <laughs> like, the, like that list basically is me thinking who's got a better fixture than Celtic uh, away to Ross County. That's me. Who's maybe in a better... That's not an easy one. I know it's not an easy one, but it's one no, that but I Celtic, yeah, yeah. Celtic should be fancying ourselves for every... But I mean, away to Dingwall, it's tough. Aye. I've seen that in the chat to to guys. I was like, you don't get where Ross County is. It's like rural, like you know, it's a it's a it's a real drive up there, you know, kind of thing. So that's and then the stadium's a bit different and all the rest of it. You'll know better than me, of course, playing in the place. But that's not a gimme. But I think something we've not really discussed on the podcast is like the um, the scoring matrix changing. Has that affected any of your decision making? Because does it come into play this weekend or is it last weekend? No, 290. Uh, Game week 300 is the first 300. one. 300. Right, so we've still got another couple of weeks, another another couple of game weeks before it comes into Three play. Weeks, maybe. Have you looked at any of your players? Because one thing I've noticed is I've got, obviously we'll go to like Osmar, who is a, he's a plays as a centre-back, but his card is midfield. And from what I could make out, some of the sort of like high-level points that came out of that was defensive midfielders are probably going to be a little bit better off for like making more defensive actions. So I had a little look mm-hmm. at him and it, it does improve his scores a fair bit. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how like those, because for me, I thought personally like defensive midfielders score pretty well on the matrix usually because they pick up those triple doubles, double doubles that you don't necessarily get be, as a forward. It could, it, it could be hard for them to get into the seventies without a decisive, like the really good ones where they get in 61, you know, without mm. a decisive, you know, because that's like 30 points on AA, you know, if you think about yeah. it. So it's kind of like, they can do well, but it's, you know, how well can they ever do is the, is the kind of thing. So maybe now they're, maybe they're a bit more 70 capable. It's a good shout. I'm going to have a little look now. I've got another player like that plays in that sort of position that picks up really good AA scores. I won him at the end of last season. His name's Al Hassan Yusuf. And I'm just going to have a little look at what his scores are going to do. Because he's picked up some unreal AA in the last few weeks, I think. He got a 41 all around on the first game of the season against Mechelen. Um, let's have a look what he does to his scores, actually. The big winner I have in my, matrix, uh, in my gallery from the Matrix change is probably Trippier. And the mm. kind of annoying thing about Trippier is he's not got too much sample size for that being at Newcastle, but he's on set pieces and stuff. He's the captain. Or obviously, he's a good right back anyway. And uh, blah, 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 the rest of it. His four is point three for a rare, which is decent. He's not getting any limiteds. I don't know what the super rares mm. are kind of knocking about for, but How I think much um, for a rare point three. Point three. That's good. That's huh? good because it gives you that differential as well, doesn't it? If there's if the salt if the supply's low, he plays they ninety minutes every week. I think you know. I don't I think they sub him. They've not got Europe. You know, if he's fit, there's no reason. You know, he doesn't play. Um, 
and I say he's on set pieces and stuff. So if he can get a couple of an assists over the season, corners and free kicks and whatever, I think he'll be a good one for my Ulster. I actually need to sort some uh, teams out. To be honest, I'm just going into game weeks blind. Do you have your teams lined up weeks in advance or no? I kind of have for this stuff because I've been building the gallery towards being really good the now. Um, but it's just kind of like an outline. So like, I've been kind of running this far in the future and it's so rare data and laying them all out and then going, right, what's kind of looking likely to be a missing piece? Oh, it's a mid, oh, it's a forward. Or, yeah. And then you're trying to predict the future. But then when you get here, you're starting from scratch and going, right, what was I thinking? And now what do I think? <laughs> yeah, you need some options. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of sometimes piece them together just to see what I've got. Or to see, but normally if I'm looking far ahead, it might be like just to see if I can compete in some of those like random midweeks where there's not many fixtures. I'll look maybe a few weeks yeah. or months ahead of to those and be like, if I pick up a couple of cheap limiteds now, that week comes round, and even just to like maybe just flip the limiteds that like I've picked up that I knew would like be useful that week, especially if it's goalies like this. If I'd have looked at this pre this week that's ha- had that we're having now to pick up like a Nicholas Heddle, maybe like just pre-season knowing that this fixture week was coming. I mean, his, his price must've doubled over the last sort of two or three weeks, because probably be a lot to do firstly because he started the first couple of games. So that's gives you a bit of an indicator that he's going to be a U23 keeper, hopefully for the season, but also this week where he is literally the only starting U23 keeper. And, you know, we've seen it, recently with some of these weeks where you can win a card just having five starters pretty easily and um i, I think there's another week not, is it next week or the week after where he will be the only goalkeeper starter again so it'll be interesting to see if people try and pick him up because there's a few people in that u23 division that do have him um and you know if he keeps a clean sheet it's gonna be hard to catch them i think um if they've got four outfield players that started as well so yeah going to be keeping an eye on Rapid Vienna. Is it and tonight? Especially, I think it's tonight, isn't it? Uh, today's Wednesday. I don't know if that's not a Thursday game. But I was going to um, say, especially after the matrix changes, because goalkeepers that can even just not concede over two goals will almost feel like a clean sheet almost in the new world, maybe. You know, because a lot of these guys in Austria that are like outside the top three teams, they're on for conceding three or four goals a game every so often. You know, same with maybe the lower end of the Belgian league and the Dutch league. So, uh, yeah. To have that in U23, you know, a, a big thing that I think we'll see with goalkeepers isn't necessarily... Like, the high scorers, of course, will get a bit higher, but in terms of, like, when we're winning tier threes and tier twos, it's your goalkeeper, oh, thank God he kept a 42, you know. <laughs> Whereas before, 42 is when he cut it. It was 58, so you'd have maybe needed to scratch out without the clean sheet, you know, or 55. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I think... Um... Yeah, I, I'm not expecting ma- massive changes. I think it's it's mostly the fullbacks that are going to like benefit on like not losing as many points for like losing possession. I think that was like the big takeaway that I made from the matrix change. The rest of the dis- positions, from what I've looked at, are not a massive change. Maybe a couple of points over the last fifteen in their averages. But Trent Alexander-Arnold was like seven points better off, right? Players like yeah, that aye. who put crosses in all game. They're, they're going to be the ones, I think. Yeah, Trent holders will be very happy with that that change. And to then the forwards Tony that are intercepting balls and putting the press on. Well, that as well, yeah. I hope, hope that there's a big change for my scores. My all-round was all right the weekend again. Yeah. 
it was a uh, how did you change the new matrix? So my old round was forty eight and forty nine, no big difference. Obvious. My old, yeah. my old round's not too bad, by the way. Yep. Uh, under the radar. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, thirteen and a half all around. I make it thirteen point nine. Uh, that's not the worst for a striker if I start throwing in a couple of assists and What's that? end up the new Vanaken. <laughs> <laughs> the new Tony Vanaken. Tony Decatur. Uh, penalty the <laughs> entries were good to you. Were they? Do you know what's going to surprise yeah. you, Tony? Talking about this matrix change and like. If if you toggle the matrix scores on and off, you'll be surprised to find out that over the last year, your average actually drops under the new matrix. I know that's mad, eh? By one point, it's Madness. only like one. It's not a big change, but you'd have thought you'd have been it's better not... off. But that's over the last year. Maybe if we we like narrow it down to like oh, that, it's because the last there's. Because I think there's one game where over the last six months it goes up. But if you go, if you zoom yeah. out over the full year, so you know the current playing style, it, it you're better off. Six months it drops. One and a half points uh, average. By the way, my last three months I've got a twelve A. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, solid. That's not bad. What and bad is it? No, not at all. I've only had four games, which is a thirteen A over the last one month, and that was on a plastic pitch. Take that all day. Make me feel confident. Do you know another thing I thought about that as well? Is uh, see, right as you guys were finishing your warm up, they turned the sprinklers on. Try to dry it out. Uh, try to wet it. It was the driest I'm... pitch in the world. Aye. Would I made that wetter. That's horrible Rocky. landing on that fake grass when it's dry. Like it rips see, your skin to is, pieces. Though, in the it? winter, it's quite good, but seeing the summer, they're a waste of time because how dry they are. Yeah. I mean, not, not great the ball must really zip across them when they're wet. That, right, and those when they're pitches. dry, it just stays. Honestly, the amount of times you fall over the ball and you think, am I just a bad footballer? <laughs> like, how soft are they? Because like? I've, played, I've played on stuff like that Rock here, solid. but I just wonder if like, at a professional level, do they like have different like padding no. underneath it? Some, some are like Tiger Tough and they're not too bad. But they won it the weekend, honestly. They've been better playing in gravel. Oh. Do you need? Do you feel the difference in your knees after the game? I think a lot of older boys do. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Like you do get, like for instance, my calf's been sore all week, and it's no coincidence. After we play on a astroturf, I've got a ball in my calf. Mm. No point complaining, yeah. is there? But in the winter, they'll be good. The to be fair to them. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of older players couldn't play three games in a row in astro. That's mad. That's something to something to consider, isn't it? But like so. That, their side, their players who play on it week in, week out, do you think they just become accustomed to it or do you think their yeah, old players are probably, probably going to struggle? They probably struggle when they go to grass for the change. Yeah. I suppose it's like racehorses in that sense, isn't it? It's like the some horses are good on soft, some are good on hard. Same with footballers and, and athletes. And they know how it plays. They know how the pitch plays, so it's an advantage to them for me. Yeah. That's fine. I'd agree with that. Gain every advantage you can get. Then it's smart, isn't it? Do they train on uh, Astro as well? Yeah, every day on the stadium. I'd struggle to sign for a team that, that's Astro every day. Just, I just wouldn't enjoy it as much, I don't think. Yeah, Dundee United's nah. pretty good, eh? Up in St Andrews, that's not too shabby. We've got a lovely wee set-up, aye? A lovely coffee shop's everywhere. Nice gaff up there in St Andrews. I'm going to try and get up this season. Oh, Quinny's beat me to it. 
but I'm going to have to make make the... Uh... We should have an end product live night out. Just stream it in the, the boozer or whatever. And we'll just put them... Yeah, we could do put that. Put a camera there. Put a camera there and us three sit round the table and we just talk about so rare. In the pub or in the restaurant, wherever you want to do. And if anybody wants to join the live stream... Look at that. Business, they've got the business head on already. Love That's us get a sponsor for a stream. Because, uh, yeah. like, obviously... Stish has got the Levitt, I've got a Mulgrew. The guy that's got you unique is like a mad Dutch YouTuber. And then he messaged me last night, actually. And then um, John, like, see, see uh, uh, you've just signed a left back from Turkey. Have you met the boy yet? Bahek or something? Um, John Dennis picked up his unique off the back of that news for about 0.6 or something like that. Did he? His unique was going dirt cheap, yeah. He's just big wow. nerd, so I need to ask him for it. So we can get the Dundee United. We should just put all else together and try and get a goalkeeper and just get a Dundee United stick. I'll get one. Nice. And we'll just try and win the Unique League. Uh, oh, fuck. I've not got enough money. He's no bad on it. <laughs> Who, is there any Unique? How do you check and see if there's a Unique? Uh, I like guess you could put Dundee United and then filter by like this, this rarity or something. Scalcy. Yeah, that's what I would do. When you're on actual so rare. Just search the club and then filter all cards to unique. Oh, clubs on the actual so rare. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I've been doing for Celtic ones when I've been hunting for them, like supers or whatever. But I've been doing really well in the transfer window. Wait, I, Edwards is oh, Edwards is on auction. They know a day in fifteen hours he finishes. What unique? Yep. Who's in the bidding? Up some. Nobody. Well, there's one bid on. It would just be a placeholder. Jorizito fast reply to legit offers. Just a mad trader. Yeah, look. Of the four uniques that are available, between me and you, Quinny, we own we own we own half the supply. And then Bass I've got Levy, you've got Mul- Oh no, and yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't realise that was a oh yes, yeah, Tony on sale there. Should uh, five ETH. We should do a crowdfund, Tony, for you. Get a, Oh let's go. Get a crowdfund yeah, going to like buy Tony is unique. Oh the big hitters. So the fourth one must be Ryan Edwards then. Yeah, so we'd have to wait for the goalkeeper to come around then, and we'd have the we'd have the when, unique stack. So when does that run out tomorrow night? Yeah, ah, oh, bad timing. That. So Why like did run seven hours ago, seven hours ago tomorrow. So at when, ten a.m. What what do you think he'll go for? Like point what? Mate, I I don't know. I think what's his limited to go for? These four scores together is not too bad. Do you think that could win us a, a prize if we put a keeper in there? I think the unique one's difficult, isn't it? At this time of year, we might have been all right, but as soon as those champ euros open up, but who knows? Like maybe on Why? on the right week, if you get a massive result and win four nil or something, you could do. You could win the challenger you unique or, or something. Three, like. no, no. I reckon so. I think so long as you're not competing with Liverpool or Bayern stack, like Nanzo hasn't Nanzo's got like all the AC Milan, hasn't he? So if you're not competing with him and you're not competing with YNWA, in Chal- challenger. bang him in challenger, you might actually be all right on the right weekend. So long as, I mean, there must be someone out there who's got all the IX ones or all of the Bruges or something like that. Why is the badge on my one different to the other two as well? I was thinking that maybe you signed in January. So maybe it was just a different like picture mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I thought I kind of looked at them like yours is a bit colour and I was like, oh yeah, you signed a bit orange, isn't it? Yeah, a bit darker. Yeah, very orange. Did you do I'm your, did you do your press day on the same day or not? No, probably not. You might have had your photo probably taken not. by a different photographer. Why is he wanting five ETH? Like, what does he expect? 
he thinks that like, I was messaging him for it. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, Tony's a mad cult hero, does a podcast oh, and a, a player and all that. Loves it, mate. The Super Tony cheap idea. Do you know what I call this? That, when you list your card up for like five E for whatever, I call it whale baiting because yeah. I've I've listed my Levitt for like twenty five E just to see if someone would buy it randomly. Like you know, you know, it's probably not worth twenty five, but if someone with loads of money comes on the platform and wants to scoop up a decent twenty three under twenty three, he might just go and buy that, and I'll be like, I'll take twenty five E for it. Thank you very much. I, yeah. And you've seen the odd the odd sale like that go. I would probably but, pay him an ETH for it, but that's it. I wouldn't give much more, because... What's the point? You're a privileged man, Tony, sat here moaning about the price of your own unique card. I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm half going to slaughter myself here and say I'm, I'm shite. <laughs> <laughs> me. You're having a stinker. I think 5 ETH is a pretty fair... On the secondary market for a unique, 5 ETH is, like, pretty standard, like, quite a lot. The way people list uniques is is nuts. They're always about three times what they paid for them on on um, on the open market, I find. So I reckon you could definitely, like, haggle him down if you wanted it's just it. just when you've got a unique. Like, you, you'll know this, uh, especially with your, like, rookie and stuff like that, but... If you are to sell it, you definitely don't want it to feel bumped. If you know what I mean, you don't want to sell. Yeah. If you've got Tony's unique and you're like that, right, I'll sell it to you for one and a half. And then Tony goes and rips a couple of hunters. You know, yeah. how raging would you be? You like, bastard. <laughs> Should I? Yeah. You know. Um, so it's one of those ones I think you're just always worried about giving up. I think the, it's so hard to get a good one, isn't it? It's so hard to get yeah. a, a, a good unique at a good price. So when you do get one, it's really hard to let go of it. And I think that I've got them two half decent and it's like, I've had some pretty like big offers for both of them, but I won't replace them. Like I can't get but another unique. Offers. Uh, yeah. I think like my Lee hand bomb, I had a 10 ETH. Someone offered me 10 for that. And that was tempting. I was like, Pff. but then I thought it's so hard to buy another one. Like I said, I'll get in those bidding wars with people, anyone that looks half decent. And the way that the unique auctions come around, they only really auction them when they've got nice or like average scores. So a lot of people look at it and think, like when I bought Levitt and Lee Hambom, I don't think their like average scores looked that attractive. I think I got in at a good time. And, but now most of the ones that get listed, they're just, they always look really attractive. And it's like a U23 with an all around an average score of like 62 or something anyone with an ETH balance that is competing at that level is after it. So it's just hard. So if I did sell Lee Hambom for 10, I'd probably spend the next year trying to get someone else for like three or four. And I just wouldn't. Yeah. So I may as well just hold on to it and use it for like five years. And That's- you might get an offer for 10 ETH next year because he's still your 23 and you'll have an R season under his belt. Yeah. And the way things are going, you never know. Like if the, if the reward pools keep going, getting better and better and, you know, like if they keep throwing these little unique prizes in the super rare um, division, then that unique might actually help me get close to winning a unique. So that's been like on all of these cards I've got, what I've had big offers on like the Veerman as well. It's like in money terms, it's hard to justify the price you're being offered for it. But in terms of like yield, like, oh, if I use that card for like a season, I might win eight ETH worth of cards. Like, I always look at my Osmar. I massively overpaid for my first Osmar Super. I think I paid one and a half ETH at the time, which was quite a bit. I think ETH was like a couple of grand. So, two or three grand. 
Yeah. It was quite a few grand. Well, it was a lot for the Osmar Ret Super. But looking oh, at... You, you got Osmar when I got Key, didn't you? Yeah, we had this chat before. But I was looking yeah, at it and I've no. actually... He's won me something like six ETH worth of rewards. So Oof, if you look at it like that, it's like it's actually not that bad that you overpaid because you've got that, that yield back still. And that's kind yeah, of where I see them back with, with these now. It's like, even when they're not U23s, I'll still be able to use them in Challenger and Asia and, and All-Star. So I, th- I think it's just going to hold on to them now at the prices mm-hmm. I got them for. But um, like he's helped me win two ETH worth of stuff. So this isn't that's so it. That's all right, isn't it? But, but that key cost me two and a half grand. 1.6 Ethereum it was at the time. Yeah, that's not bad at all, is it? 2,400 euros. Few more seasons out of him as well, I reckon, in that division. Yeah, that, that kind of comes back to the Mulgrew thing. But like I say, normally I'm like, if it's somebody I want, I, that's what happened with that key. I was like, I just he was on the back of his L five was seventy two. Was looking to be in like a Cecenia type guy, and I'm like, mm. oh, I need to get key. I need to get him. And I just kept going one more bid, one more bid, and that's where I ended up. And you know, tried not to do that with Mulgrew, and maybe I've gave a wee bit much on the trade on it, but um. But yeah, like when um, uh, but some of those guys, like the Osmar winning you as much as he has, like some of those guys, when you know they're going to plug in and they're going to make a difference, you know, like the same with your hand bomb. If you don't have him, what are you missing out on? While somebody else who has got him now, yeah. what are they pulling out? You know, so um, there's all these kind of sliding door situations that always run through your head when it comes to buying and selling. It's like, ah, oh, what did I do? I got a, um, I got what I believe to be like the craziest swap deal ever. In the week, someone sent me a, a um, an offer. I had the Reese Williams, you know, like the Liverpool centre back. He's like twenty years old. He's on loan at Blackpool. Um, his rare's going mm-hmm. for about point one five. Um, I had his super, and someone sent me an offer of a Marco Illich super rare. So he's the core trike goalkeeper. He's twenty four. He's just just aged out of twenty under twenty threes. Um, but this this guy had bought that super rare for two ETH um, back in Feb. When ETH was a bit higher as well, and I think sure. you know my my Reese Williams I've been sat on since he became as part of a um, a bundle I bought ages ago, um, and he had, hasn't been much use to me since. But he started for Blackpool the other day. Yeah, he scored a fifty-one. Probably going to get a bit more game time time there and should have a better season. But um, a straight swap for him, considering his rare is going for one point one five, I'd put his I'd put his super at maybe a 0.7 at best right a punchy yeah. 0.7 um and Illich is a goalkeeper super that opens up another d2 entry for me in challenger when i'm not using when i'm using kook in my under 23 i just thought that was an, a no-brainer I, I i snapped his hand off for it i i accepted mm. it i did a quick search just to make sure Illich weren't injured or something that i didn't know about because he played yeah. on the weekend and as soon as I saw he wasn't injured, I was like, I'm having that straight away. Another goalkeeper super yep. who does play versus a, you know, someone who's out on loan. I don't think from watching Reese Williams is going to have the pace to play it in the Prem, personally. I think he'll, you know, he might he might just become one of those players who becomes a good championship defender. I don't Bro, think I'm he's looking gonna... at your uh, I'm looking at your trade and valuation on that day, one ETH. This guy 0.38, right? Ethan floors now 1.2 for the keeper, 1.1 for Williams. So you have you've on the pay, face of it, even though it's opened your gallery up, 
the stats back up that you've had the better deal anyway. Yeah, it just felt felt like a good deal. And I keep looking at it and I'm like, have I missed something? Because that just felt too good. Well, actually, why is his floor at 1.2 if he's floor for the rears at 0.7? That's, yeah, that's, that's what even I double the price. I think yeah. he's had a good start to the season as well. Like his last couple of games, he scored pretty well. And like by all accounts, had a massive performance in the last game as well. But I think because he's maybe it's not traded for a few months, his price is... The last one that sold was back in June for an ETH. Um, I'm going to offer somebody for him. I'm going to try and be cheeky and offer a Yari Versharen for him. There you go. For Illich? Yeah, why not? If you need a goalkeeper. I mean, yeah, he's in his, his current price range, it looks like he's up to... I think goalkeepers are just getting more expensive anyway, aren't they? Now that that, that has been implemented, the, the no... The no commons, you notice less entries, don't you? In in a lot of the divisions, so people are after yeah. goalkeepers right now. Beautiful, oh, it is, isn't it? It's like <laughs> me. There's no chance he allows that trade. He's a dodgy man, him. Man, I couldn't believe it. I was like, didn't could not believe my luck when that came through. Uh, like Reese Williams is a U23 who will probably will play every game. If you need a defender, he's probably not a bad one to pick up, but. To let go of a goalkeeper super who is probably going to start every game and is in amongst the, uh, you know, like the internet, he's not going to become an international goalkeeper anytime soon, but he's in the international squad and he's 24. Yeah. If he stays at core track, he's probably going to be the number one for years. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not an amazing team, but they're not awful either. They should stay in the division most seasons. Kind of like yeah, a mid table team. Six or seven clean sheets a season. And yeah. then maybe he saves it with penalty and look, we're optimistic here yeah, on the end product pod. We like he's somebody will twist the stats in his favour. He's got an L40 <laughs> of 49. I'll take that for a goalkeeper. Bad at all. Tim. Not I'll bad at that. all, lads. That's nice. it. No, good. Uh, I think I'm going to need to shoot, lads. The dinner's no making itself and I'll get shouted at if it's not made. Oh, guys. It's been an absolute blast uh, getting back together. Uh, Tony, good luck for Thursday, mate. I hope he's hope he's come out with a wee one nil or a wee two nil or something like that. I'm sure, me and Stish will be watching. Good luck, mate. Oh yeah, Cheers, lads. Give, appreciate that. Give uh, Give Dylan a kick up the arse. Tell him we need the we need the big hundred from him on the week. <laughs> I'll be passing every ball to him for you, Stish. Don't you worry. <laughs> Get on the end of his passes as well. We want to we want a goal from you this week, mate. No, I'm all about the AA scores now. Decisives don't matter to me. <laughs> get, get the AAs up. The that's Scottish Sassinia. Not over it. that. Good luck this weekend for you as well, Stashy Boy. I'll see you in Challenger for the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll probably see you in London, Quinny, on the weekend, won't I? I'm going to see oh, you down in London. London. I'll see you on Friday. Of yeah, course, mate. Yeah. Let's get the cocktails on ice. Cocktails on ice, mate. Tequila Sunrise for me. Let's that's, that's do it. <laughs>